When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, only in New York. Welcome to Only in New York. I'm Tracy Carnazzo. I'm Andrea Allen. And I'm Hemda. Our guest today was born in Africa, grew up in Texas, and is one of New York's favorite comedians. She's been featured on Last Comic Standing, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, The Late Late Show with James Gordon. She's also battled her husband on Comedy Central's Roast Battle. Ugh, to battle your husband on national television, I love that she can fight openly with her husband in public and monetize it. She has a fantastic new podcast called Badge. Please welcome the very hilarious Sarah Tolomach. Hey! Hi, Sarah. <laughs> Thanks so much for being with us. Um, yeah. You have so many great New York stories, and I couldn't wait to have you on the podcast. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, yeah, New York's a crazy place. And I th- feel like this is like a really great, being here in a pandemic is a nice full circle. Yeah. It's so weird. I feel like we're, in, we're reverting back to like 1980s New York. Like everything's kind of a little scary. Everyone's wandering around. We're all like, we might die. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. But instead of somebody might have a knife and knife us and mug us, somebody might cough on us. Like yeah. This, yeah. there always was this air of somebody might cough on me and I might die. Always. That's a New York thing, I think. Sure. But now it's like anybody can cough on me and I die. I don't mm. know. You know who yeah. I'm most afraid of and who I most avoid now is teenagers and children. They are the dangerous members of society. Oh, yes. welcome to Tracy. Hello. <laughs> Why do you think that I would never have children? As soon as my friends have kids, they're out. I get it. I mean, it. I'll talk I, to them on the phone, but like, that's it. I totally get it. But like, I, I am biking from Trader Joe's with 200 pounds of groceries and teenage gangs of teenagers are catcalling me. And I'm like, I've never been more scared in my life. Like normally yeah, well, I'm your fucking mother's age, but this time I'm like, Nope, head down, head down. Yeah. They're going to kill you. They have yeah, no because- supervision. They have no school. They have nothing to do. Mm-mm. And while they're yelling at you, if you're yelling back, your mouth is open and their stuff starts coming in there, you know, yeah. mask mm. or not. I wouldn't yeah, take if I had a chance. dollar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Sarah, Open spitters. <laughs> we want to know. Uh, so you were born in Africa. Yeah. That's the craziest thing. I mean, you couldn't get further from New York City. Uh, and then you lived in Texas and you moved to New York City. When did you move to New York City and why did you move to New York City? I moved to New York City in 2008, May. In fact, yeah, my anniversary, my, what is it? Is it 13 years? Are we 2020? It's 12 years since I've been here. Wow. It goes by so fast. Thank you. I know. Um, Happy anniversary. Would you say it went by in a New York minute? 
Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Everybody, feel free to hang up on me. It's cool. Bye. <laughs> no, it feels Kendall like be joining one us long year. Yeah, she'll be sitting out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on timeout in the corner of my closet with a dunce hat on. <laughs> mm-hmm. So 2008, you said, why did you move here? What, what really drew you here? Well, I was doing stand-up in Houston for the longest time. And I heard I had already tried L.A. about six or seven years prior. And you, when you're, you just realize no one's getting discovered in Houston. So <laughs> the, the next place I was like, you know, I've done L.A. And everyone talks about if you want to get really good at stand-up, you should come to New York. So that's why I moved. And then I started doing, a year before I moved, I started doing improv. And I had a friend that would always go to UCB classes mm. and then come back and try to, like, teach us. And so I thought I would maybe get involved with the UCB theater when I moved up here. So that so was you the had big... a rich friend. Yeah. <laughs> we got it. We got it. Yes. Humble brag. So what was your first apartment like when you first got here? So the first place I moved into was the McKibben Lofts, and it was with my friend. You lived in the McKibben Lofts? What's that? Yeah. What, are, what are these words? Why does this sound fancy? Who, who, I, you it's could, not. You could I, name a building and you know it. <laughs> It is a, I'm sorry, Sarah can, can talk, but I have blacked out so many times in the McKibben lofts. Okay. Yeah, there's, I've been back since for comedy shows. It's just one of those, like, it looks like an artist loft or whatever, yeah. and it was in uh, Bushwick, right? Bushwick, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And so I crashed on his couch for about a week, and I thought that the setup was cool, but it was about eight people that lived in one area, and then they shared a common space, and it had one bathroom. Yeah. Oh. A lot of, like, oh. bunk bed type or, like, lofted things happening. Is this the place right across the street from Pine Box Rock Shop? It's nearby it, I think. Nearby, though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then it's not the place. There's several places that look like it now. I remember the McKibben lofts lit on fire a few years ago. And I was like, how has that not happened already? I was like, this is the first time the McKibben lofts. Do you know how many incense and blunts are going at the same time? Oh, nonstop. Nonstop. It's also where there's like scrap metal in the communal Mm -hmm. area. Like, yeah unfinished business of the building that we just worked around but it was uh, the first Sarah that's art thank you very much <laughs> okay Wait, we're not so done is, with it is, is this like a commune is that what I don't understand well it had a commune feel but then there are other places that I looked at and it felt like um wealthy individuals had their own where they owned the whole thing and made okay. it look really cute yeah, yeah. <laughs> where I was in a place where it was just like eight other dudes. One was living off the government and then selling pot, and he would watch the Family Guy all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, I and I still, I still think about him. I'm like, I wonder if he's still watching Family Guy twelve years later. As he's much still as he was there doing. in the McKibben yeah. lofts, he doesn't know anything's <laughs> happening. That's how I, that's how I picture him. But I was only there for a week, and then I found an apartment through like the UCB community. And so this is the part that I feel like, um, I, my first roommate was Aaron Glazer. Record scratch. I know. And for for the the people who don't know, he's newsworthy. So, (laughs) and when you think about it, when you think about it, if you don't know the comics name and you can Google him, it's not good. It's not good. good. If, If you don't know his jokes, but you know the name somewhere and you can Google it and jokes won't come up. Not good. He yeah. allegedly 
right? raped like for a woman, right? Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. That's a lot of alleged. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, it is what um, it is. Yeah, it is what it is. I lived with him for a year. Um, and it what, wasn't was he bad. Like? He, you know, he was, he was pretty nice. He had moments that you, like, I remember he, this was always funny. He never, his family wanted him to get a job job, but he never, he always thought he should not have to. Like, I have a job. I'm raping people. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. Allegedly. Sue me. I yeah. dare you. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, allegedly. Uh, he's allegedly. Been daring people, so. <laughs> he loves down. a good dare, Andrea, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> allegedly. He, w- he will challenge you. Um, yeah, so he, he was fine, but he would do stuff like, like things like that where you're like, why don't you, you know, look for a job? And he'd always try to find something that was like a, a top tier position rather than who was like a, co- he wasn't even a college graduate. Mm. That he, so felt he would like apply he was, for <laughs> to be like a doctor. I, yeah, well, like anything like management position or want to be like a photographer or something that you would have to like apprentice for like eight years in order to start making money in that field. I yeah, just but always, he's he's really a, a take charge kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. just t- anything for the grabs, whatever that saying is. But he, like, he has delusions of grandeur. Yes, I well, I just always was like, he's a huh. white guy. He never wanted to work for anything. Yeah. What? Oh, wow. Huh. And there we go. Sarah, you know, I mean, I, I hear you, but I just don't, I don't know if I'm really like believing that that would be his personality. <laughs> <laughs> well, one incident, I always say. Do you, would you say that he was kind of reaching to take things that he didn't deserve or? Yeah, have I, have, I have a good example on a very low tier. I one time made a meal and I was excited because I made big portions, so I left the second half so I could eat the next day. And then he took it without asking. Yes, he did. So yeah, he did. It was yeah. always there from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Do you? So the thing that's interesting about Aaron Glazer, and I didn't know him. Um, I had like just kind of started comedy when that whole thing blew up. But the thing that was interesting to me about it is that like nobody defended him really. Like he seemed like. He had like there were maybe some people were like he was my friend and I don't know but but there was not like a a unanimous like not him like it didn't really seem that way. Well, the more the more credits you have, it's kind of like um, like you know when you play video games and you get like the extra points and that's above your like the more credits you have, the more uh people go no not him no because he had nothing to give to anyone so i was like yeah that guy's a scumbag and then they interviewed sarah on the news and they were like sarah do you think that aaron glazer did it and she was like i made this big meal one day (laughs) (laughs) and he took it without asking no but he he would do stuff like he wasn't doing stand-up when i was doing stand-up and he'd always be like i'd really like to do that what do i need to do and basically it would be like Oh, well, just come with me to all the open mics. And you could tell, like, he did not want to do the legwork of that. Yeah. So what he would do, and this is where it would rub people the wrong way, he'd basically have his own show and he would just spot trade, which always kind of like, those dudes always rub, like, people don't like that in well, the yeah. community That's, too much. His show was at Niagara Bar, right? Yeah. And that show sucked. That was I don't remember show. having allegedly. a good set there. Yeah. Allegedly, it sucked. <laughs> 
<laughs> Niagara Bar. Can I tell you, I did a show at Niagara before this whole thing happened. Before you know, before this. Now, whole- for everyone that's listening, Niagara is a rock bar actually in the yeah. East Village. It's on Seventh and A, I believe. Yeah. yeah and, yes. Yeah. And uh, I mean, Niagara Bar. I've had so many late nights there, way before comedy. Every single band that used to come in from Finland that I used to do marketing for used to go out afterwards to yeah. Niagara, and I just remember like everyone would black out at Niagara. I was way underage. They let anyone in, allegedly. And we. <laughs> so then when I started doing comedy and they started doing comedy there, I was like, at Niagara? Yeah, I know. Really? It's like, it's like the blackout bars in my recollection are Niagara, Clems in Brooklyn, Trash Bar in Brooklyn. Trash Bar. And Mars Bar. And I'm like, wait, people <laughs> like try to stay sober enough to understand words there? Yeah. And the, the truth is, no, they do not. And I did a show at Niagara, so they can always like Niagara has a back room where there there's it's like the showroom, quote unquote. So a lot of times comics will like bark in and by bark in be like, hey, come over here. And people be like, oh, fuck. Harass you on the street. That's what bark means. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so it's always a horrible show because no one can't like people are like kind of there, kind of interested. Yeah. Most of the time I felt like he got people that didn't even speak English Mm -hmm. because it would just be these stares. I mean, it would it would be like talking into a pillow. Like whatever you said just got absorbed. Yes. And you're it was just like a I don't know. I was like, this is one of the most unenjoyable experience of stand up I've ever experienced. It's so bad. And I did a show there and everyone was bombing their ass off. I went up and like tried to double down to like engage the crowd. I was running around being like, What's your fucking deal? Like yeah. it's so pathetic <laughs> trying to like rouse NYU grads who are like blackout drunk and don't care about your dream, quote unquote. And you turn it into like that. That's how I used to rally at a kid's party. I used to do kids' parties for a living. Do whatever you can. It's like stand up's not working. Yeah. All right, everybody. When I say hey, you say ho. Hey, ho. All right, everybody. Clap once. So you were like Flava Flav. I really was. I was like, are you a big dumb piece of shit? You're like hip hop hooray. (laughs) Did you wear a clock around your neck, Hamza? And also, Hamza, I do like that you said, um, that's how I used to be at kids parties. And then you added, I used to do kids parties for a living because you didn't want Sarah to think you just hung out at kids parties. Yeah, thank you for clarifying Yeah, because Sarah was like, oh. And then she was like, ah, okay. Thank you. I mean, (laughs) is a comedy show not just an adult kids party in a lot of ways? Um, It really, really is. So I was I was yeah. doing this adult kids party at Niagara, um, and by the end I was trying to engage with them, and no one was interested. And so by the end, I got off stage and I walked fourteen people. Literally, <laughs> almost the entire audience walked out. There were fifteen people there, including Aaron. Yeah, it it, it was Aaron left the most humiliated. I was like, I ju- I walked the the whole crowd. I walked did, the whole crowd. Did you? Did you? talk to them as they were leaving or like was it bye uh, the hosts were just like wait guys come on yeah, and then, like, <laughs> it's gonna get better it's not though like it's not and like i don't blame them but it's like once one group had the balls to leave everyone else was like i yeah. gotta leave now to like get out like before they bring someone else on so well you're just- not you're like you're such a bold person on stage. Like it's, I've seen you in whatever audience you will 100% be yourself. And to like most crowds, that's like, yes, say the thing. But to some crowd, Andrea will be like, excuse me, miss. 
how much cum do you think you've swallowed in your life? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's just say like when I do they well, love it's, that. When I, it's great. And when I bomb, it's like an event. It's like a real, it's like a real, you know. You're fun to watch regardless. That yeah. Is what yeah. You're like it's going to be, it's going to be a thing. So yeah. Sarah, when you lived with Aaron, where did you live? What neighborhood? I lived in Clinton Hill. We were right by, I think, Pratt University. Okay. So you were in Brooklyn. Yeah. Okay. I was in Brooklyn. You know what though? He, he wasn't the worst part of living in that place because this is really the girl that it was actually her apartment and she was renting out both rooms and it was really priced well. And that apartment would have been really cute, but that show Annie hoarders came out right when mm-hmm. I started living with her. And I was like, Oh, I didn't know what that, you know, I didn't know what to label that kind of living situation. I was like, she's a hoarder. Oh, so you no. lived with a hoarder and an alleged Yes, an alleged. That's crazy. Wait, what did, what did the she... hoarder and the rapist? Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. allegedly. What, um, what did she hoard? Because we know what he hoarded. And where did where did he she hoard? Okay, so she, there, she. This would always be interesting. Like, so she never worked a job, and then she was always bringing home like Marc Jacobs bags, Prada shoes. Mm-hmm. That I was like. This is so crazy. Like, how can you afford, let's say, bottom line $800 shoes to $1,000 bags? Yeah. And you don't, you're not even working. And she would get like garage band, not garage band. What's that? Like, oh, guitar hero. Video, guitar oh, hero. Yeah, but yeah, she sure. would get yeah, yeah. the whole set. Then she would buy a blow up pool and put it on the rooftop. Not only is it just like buying nonstop shit, she never put away anything. So, and it took me a while to realize what was happening because all of a sudden the dishes and I'd be like, oh, I guess she's been really busy. She can't get to the dishes. I'll help because I like having a tidy kitchen, not like anal or anything like that, but like I like it keeping everything tidy. So I, I would do it. And then after a while, I'd realize after a month, I'm like, oh, she doesn't ever do the dishes. Oh. Well, she's in a band and she's playing every <laughs> single instrument. Yeah. <laughs> and she's also in the pool. She's a swimmer. Like, Sarah, you know, people have hobbies. People have, like, interests. Get over it. <laughs> Your hobby a- is obviously doing the dishes. So she's yeah. doing you a favor. Yeah, I she was an- giving me stuff to do. So yeah. I, I had a non-dish doer. And by the end of it, I just put it all in a giant Tupperware bin and put it on her bed. Yep. That has happened. That is such a regular thing for people yeah. to be fed up with something and put some like that. My mom would do that yeah. on someone's bed. I she'd think it- move it. She, I went into her room and it. I was just she because she knew it was a problem, so she would just put everything in the room and contain it. And I remember going in there one time and being like, "This is so insane that you sleep in a mess." So even if I had put her dishes on her bed, she would probably know. like just push it to the side. Where, did you find maybe- like seven dead cats in there? Oh. Yeah. Well, I woke up with a mouse in my hair, and that was the tipping point of moving. <gasps> oh, God. Oh. Did you I, get him out? I, well, I heard at first, I, one day, I didn't even think about mice being in an apartment because that's not a Texas thing for some reason. Never had that experience. So one day, I'm in the apartment by myself, and I see something under the door, like a cat paw, as if it was coming. You know how cat paws are? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I knew we didn't have a cat, so I was like, that's weird. What is that? You thought, and you thought. <laughs> th- so I didn't think anything of it. And I was like, what is that? And then a few days later, I woke up to a little scurrying in my hair and I fucking freaked out. And when I did that, the mouse, I pretty much flipped it across the room. You javelin tossed them. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then that was when I was like, I have to, I have to leave because this place is too dirty. Oh my God. Wow. Did Aaron say anything about the the dirtiness or was it? Yeah. Oh, he was like, chicks hate coming back here. (laughs) It was weird. I had in my bedroom, I had a window shaft that went all the way up to the ceiling or to the roof, but Mm. it was enclosed. I don't know exactly what feature that is in an apartment, but it was weird. So when I first got that room, they had a party a few days prior and somebody had sex in that room and threw their dirty condom into that window shaft. And so that's what I would look at every night before I go to bed being like, I wonder how long it's going to take to disintegrate like a time lapse. New York. Holy shit. That's amazing. Right before that mouse story, I was like, this is a funny question, Sarah. Why did you move out? And then you're like, anyway, one day I woke up with a mouse in my hair and yeah. it was alive. It was alive. Well, it was I alive. I don't, I don't know if it's like better that it was alive because otherwise there's just a dead thing in your hair. Okay. I don't I'm know. Sorry. So you moved no. out. What I was, moved out. Was that was the that worst, worst apartment? Is there worse than that? No, that was my worst. And okay. I was like, please, I can't handle it. No. I can't handle worse than that. No, and then I moved to Astoria, and then I was down by like the water area of Astoria off of 30th Avenue, Ver- by, almost by Vernon. Mm-hmm. And um, that was nice, but it was too far. And then I finally found a place on Crescent Street and 35th Avenue, and I lived there for years. Oh, well, And that was live, nice. You live quite a close good apartment. To- you hold on. For deer. Yeah. Yeah. Astoria and Long Island City have these little fines that now that people are aware of them, those fines are getting more and more expensive. But I assume you've been there for a while, so it's still sort of like the place to hold on to. Yeah, it was on a noisy street where like and I was right by a bodega. So that was the place where like garbage trucks would idle at 2 a.m. and then go and hang out at the bodega, you know, like get their sandwich and then shoot the shit for a while. So it was very noisy and you would constantly have to call 311 and it would stop for a little while. And then it, it would be like your full time job to make sure that they wouldn't idle their trucks out. Did you ever see Frankie there? No, no. That was my, no that was my ex-boyfriend. You know Sal? <laughs> <laughs> what about Vinny? Well, I mean, I don't know. So you're the person, you're the one that, because they used to be like, oh, this blonde bitch keeps calling. Yeah. You know, we're just trying to have a sandwich. I'm trying to have a chopped cheese and this bitch keeps, and it was you. Okay, no, that's cool. It was me. Well, sometimes, then they, the place would close, but you could still order sandwiches 24-7. Oh, the, yeah. the, window. the window. Ah, the window. So then you would get like a guy yelling out his order and then it would take forever that I was like, I think I can make a sandwich for him right now and get him out faster than the bodega guy. <laughs> you should have started your Keeping. own separate sandwich stop shop. You just, just have like a throw food. it out my window. Right. <laughs> Did you want gabagool and mortadella? Yeah. <laughs> I I got you. Thank but you. I, I heard that's like the the my story. The mouse story might not be the most disgusting thing you've experienced in New York. What happened? Thing. Yeah. With what thing? Oh, that. Oh, with. Okay. So this one. So it takes a while to realize that you cannot be nice to every single homeless person that asks you for money. And I find West 4th Street Station to be one of the worst areas for bums. Yeah. Yeah. So 
I, by the way, we're not calling homeless people bums. We're calling our exes bums. Okay. Totally. uh, (laughs) Can we not say bums anymore? I'm so sorry. I, Wait, I didn't get thing? my I didn't get my rule book. Can you get PC for bums? Email? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know that bums is the we're going to cancel for bums the, now. But what about bumpfights.com? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Tracy, you get double canceled for that. Bumpfights. You got to go with the culture, Hamda. It's I a know. pandemic, okay? All cancellation rules have been lifted. Okay. The, uh, homeless, been the homeless expanded. gentleman. Go ahead. I'm sorry. The homeless gentleman asked for some money cuz I so I now wait, did, now wait, how were you usually nice to the homeless, let's say? Like, what's your, do you give them money? Do you uh, offer them advice? I usually go, sometimes I'm, you know, I'm just like, oh, sorry, no, thank you. Even though I don't know why I say no, thank you, because it's not like. I won't have asking, what you're having. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like this life that you. Yeah, were they offering you a latte? Just, <laughs> they were like, I'm going like to go to Starbucks. <laughs> just like a fade <laughs> out. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Yes. A lot of that. Um, but this one, he just happened to get me. It's like a few, about a two years in. So I'm still fairly new, I think. And yeah. then, so I'm pulling out my wallet, which is a big mistake. And then I have bills. So you feel like once they see how many bills you have. Oh, you pull out a 20 by accident. You're like, can I put it back in? <laughs> She's like, I just went to the ATM. I took out 700. <sighs> All right, fine. They're such large, but I was going for coins, and then he was like, "Give me some of the." Um, so I was like, "Shit!" All right, so I gave him two dollars. So then, it, I don't even know how exactly it happened. All of a sudden, I realized it wasn't like a hug, but all of a sudden, I was kind of like a you, like a like a headlock. I was basically in a, a headlock, and nobody did anything. They all just watched me. Did get he come like from behind? Do you know, or did he come from up front? Like uh, it was from up front, like kind of like a hug, but then it turned into like, like a noogie. He was going to yeah. give you a noogie, like a he noogie. Was, he was giving you a hug with his armpits. Oh, yes. God! And nobody. I there's several people around, and then you're just kind of like you know, like <laughs> take, trying to get out, taking Thrashing. it. Yeah, and then you come out, and then you're like, thanks, guys. Like. And then they're just acting like they never saw anything. <laughs> oh my god! Did you did you have a certain aura yes. about you after? Mm. I had um, so that was the beginning of my night. So I had you know shows. So I just smelled like a ball sack for the remaining of the day. Because you know that smell, it just lingers. Like once yeah. they're out of the car of the train, it's still there. So that's the smell I had on me. So wait, so he around the hair for about eight hours. Headlocks you. Are you like, what the fuck are you doing? Are you screaming? Or are you just kind of like in shock because someone's touching you? Yeah, kind of in shock of like, I didn't like, no, this is what the exchange was supposed to be like. Thank you, ma'am. Right. Not yeah, headlock like, was uh, not part of the agreed upon decorum. Yeah, um, and and it wasn't because he was like, it's not like he was mad. There wasn't like an aggression. I it, love how it, you didn't go home. You were like, I have important open mics to do tonight. I have a schedule. God damn it! <laughs> this is the start of my night. I, I will respect get a that. Soup and I, keep going. You I went have two around. Minutes. <laughs> you, 
comedians like no 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 i smell like homeless but maybe i fit in more in this open mic situation i smell like a follow-up question follow-up question is this did he have a sign and did you maybe neglect to read it and did it say headlocks two (laughs) dollars no well first he approached me oh okay so he stepped maybe he stepped away from his station that i didn't see his two dollar headlock sign but did you consider what were you wearing yeah was it you yeah Yeah. it may have been me um were you wearing a wrestling costume i was count i was counting money on my way down the stairs (laughs) Being like, God, life is so good right now. Did you right before have a big sign just go, I need a hug. Did you yeah. do any of that? Yeah. No. Just, so after he headlocks you, you pop out. Do you like stare at each other? Like what? Or, and or does he run away? Like what's the aftercare? He, he kind of just like walks away. You know how they start mumbling to themselves and mm. off to the next kind of like whatever diatribe he has to to yell. Yeah, Yeah, off to the next headlock. I I mean, that area, I just, now I just don't even give money anymore because I don't want the um, close, you know, like, you don't well, want they to also, slow they dance? Change. Yeah. <laughs> they know you. They get to know you, especially on West 4th. Um, so West 4th Street, we talk about it a lot on this podcast. It's where there's a ton of comedy clubs. The Comedy yeah. Cellar is there. Uh, the Village Underground is right around the corner. The Grizzly Pear, the Village Lantern, Greenwich Village Comedy Club. Like It is literally like almost like a Bourbon Street kind of yeah. feel, yeah. Uh, but awesome. in New York City. There's also some of the best food. There's some of the best, like when we talked about it on our live show, we talked about how... My favorite pizza is Joe's Pizza. It's right there. Washington Square Park is right there. Trissy always makes a face when Joe's I say Joe's Pizza tastes pizza. like cardboard. Get over yourself. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't. We can't do the podcast anymore. I disagree okay, with well. all your politics. <laughs> I, I I don't what understand. You I just broke Joe's up. Uh, I just broke up over. with anybody named Vinny as a friend. <laughs> I can't. Well, that's actually a pretty good rule of thumb. <laughs> I think that might be great. Well, so... I got. I've been. I've been touched in public um, many times. Shout out! Uh, but that was that was your boyfriend. Miss congeniality. And you asked. <laughs> you asked no, him, and I, you met him on Tinder. <laughs> I have like. Yeah, I have like resting Midwest attitude because I'm from Canada. I've obviously gotten like a lot more street savvy over the years, but especially in the beginning, I was like, "Hi, hi!" Smiles, eye contact, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but somebody grabbed. I've said this before, but I've had Andrea because I'm like, okay, but you're not really saying hi. I've had her reenact for me how she used to be when she first came. And I dropped dead for at least five seconds. It wasn't just like, oh, I locked, I got eye contact with someone and like you kind of nod, hey, maybe, maybe wave. How's it going? She like went in their eye line, made eye contact and went big smile. Hi, how are you today? Yeah. I nearly died. Canada, nearly baby. Died. Yeah. Okay. They thought you were a homeless gentleman. Sure, right. Yeah. And then I put them in a headlock, and it was like a friendly thing. She yeah. made tons of money. Well, the one thing I learned like within six months of moving here is always have your headphones in. Yeah, yeah. and you Even to- when they're not on. Even yeah. when your battery's dead, I always yeah. leave them in. Yeah, yeah keep them in. A guy in Bushwick, a young teen, speaking of teens, the most dangerous people in New York City. And also, apparently, your, your target market. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is about me. It's that beautiful skin. A young teen girl. grabbed my crotch. Okay, so I'm walking. 
I'm headphones in. I actually was listening to Beyonce. I remember because I was just like feeling myself that day. Yeah. And then I got taken the fuck out. The minute you feel confident in New York City, you will be reminded that like everything is chaos. He grabbed my crotch and then like we both looked at each other like, what the fuck? And then he was just like, and I was like, okay. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, you think you can just grab my crotch? And then he kept going and he looked back at me. He was like, whatever, bitch. And I'm like, oh, oh, so I'm a bitch now. And like a little part of me was so excited that he called me a bitch because now I could like go full crazy. It's like, obviously, you just assaulted me, yada, yada. You know, what else is new? But now you also call me a bitch on top of that. I chased him like for like four blocks <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> and you're I know fast. I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to catch him. And, and like, even if I do cat, like, what am I going to do? Hold him to like make a citizen's arrest. Like Headlock. it's not happening, but like, yeah. I want him to know that like there are consequences for crotch grabbing. So the next time you do it, you think of like that crazy tall black haired woman that was just like running after you in the streets. But he was, he was like a, teenager who was like clean i don't know that i would attack a homeless person like i don't really think you have any they won't they won't give you that much chase they would like you to headlock them obviously we learned from sarah yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) andrea what the the behavior that this this young boy displayed was just getting him ready for instagram dms really that's all it was yeah he was sliding into your dms yeah hey (laughs) hey you're beautiful hey you want to hang out? Fuck you, bitch. You're ugly. Yeah. 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 Uh, he was so going nice. to natural progression. the president of the United States. He said, I can grab him by the pussy. And then here we are. Oh, wow. Did, did you guys have this thing? Like, um, there are times when before I, if there's like a group of men at the end of the block or something, or I'm about to like pass them or something, even if it's um, a very busy street, I kind of get ready for it. Oh, you guys yeah. ever feel that it's just like, these guys are going to have something to say. I don't want to flip out because there's nothing I can do, but you just kind of like grab all your strength and just kind of walk past it or, you know, just so you're not taken aback by it. Yeah. yeah. I have a very different experience in New York City. Um, I never get catcalled. Well, you're ever. in a car all the time. I guess so, but I <laughs> just like an I armored get... car. I am in the Pope Mobile. I drive With the Pope Lysol wipes like ready. <laughs> But I never, ever get hit on. And it makes me sad. Like even, you know, those groups of men where you're like, all right, here it comes. And I I like, you know, I walk by the car wash, for example, and zero things happen to me. No one says anything. And uh, I just remember I was coming out of the Midtown Tunnel. This was probably like a few months back, like right before the quarantine. And some guy was like, you know, when they do the roll down your window kind of motion. Yeah. And yeah. they still do the old school roll down. Yeah. With like the, you have a like you have a little crank. crank. <laughs> Not like you press that button. Yeah. <laughs> do that. And something that you do learn living in New York City is like, uh, you know, I guess other places you would roll down the window and they'd be like, hey, do you know where Main Street is? Or, mm-hmm. And uh, in New York City, it's never that. It's never that. Hey, um, can I fuck your face? Right. It's like, always oh. something crazy. It's nice. always something like not great. Well, so- what's annoying about that is if it happens in the in the passenger side window and I used to have a crank to open that window. You have to roll So over. I'm like, I lean over, I roll down and it's like, 
hey, want to fuck? And I'm like, I roll, I roll down my no, window. No, I this. thought you needed directions. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I rolled down the window and this guy is like, I just want to, and now I have no makeup on. I forgot where I was going. And this guy's like, hey, I just want to let you know you are the most beautiful girl. I mean, he laid it on thick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he drove away and I was like, but what's the end game there? You know, like, I mean, I personally, like, you know, I work in social media and I'm, you know, we're as, as comics, like we're always trying to do our own marketing and you always need like some kind of end game. Like I would have a business card that I threw in your window or like, you know, like, Tracy, come on, give men credit. All they want to do is make us feel good. If it's not telling us how fabulous we look, it's telling us to smile so that some other guy can tell us how fabulous. Just being considerate. And frankly, you're being a bitch. Right. Well, that made my day. No, he was very nice to me. And I was like, wow, like I'm very attractive. I I am worthy of love. Stop encouraging. And then one day I was (laughs) on my way out. Um, I was walking in front of my building in my neighborhood and I looked very bad. You know, when you just look at yourself and you're like, this is not good. I look Oh, Ill. yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. So I'm walking out. I know Jesus Christ. Yes. You're like, please don't look at me. Please don't look at me. Uh, and I'm walking out and some guy screams out the window and he does the V with his fingers with the tongue in between. Oh, the pussy eating oh, yeah. I got to tell you, my heart was full that day. <laughs> I walked around <laughs> with my head high. I was like, you know what? I am fabulous. I needed that. <laughs> I did. I just needed it. Uh-huh. I just ha- I have a different um I have a different experience with catcalling and I'm not saying that you know men should harass women I'm just saying that I guess like every now and then I need a pick me up. Well, oh, I gotta say like you don't you mentioned that and I never get dicks in my DM or anybody hitting me yeah. in my DM. Yeah, right. I don't I don't and get we'll any openly of that. ask for them Hamza. You do not. Uh, <laughs> Andrea and I will be like, hey, by the way, like I, I've gone on more than ten podcasts and been like, you know, I'm open to looking. Oh really? Yeah. Because I'm Dirt. like, oh, are we looking at dicks? Shout out to Xerxes. Because anyway, he made oh, me chicken sh- yesterday. Any boyfriend? <laughs> Listen, some of us are out here alone for months. All I have is dick pics. That's I'm like excited to see them. It's it's yeah, and all I have is Andrea's dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it really goes. Sarah, let me know if you want to subscribe. It's not a sexual thing. It's just really just a look, you know? It's I like just looking at like dicks. I think it's, uh, they're interesting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, listen, I get catalogs to my house of things. Like, I get a restoration hardware catalog. Do you guys get those? They're, they're, it's like a book. It's like, yeah. A, yeah. it's so big. It's like 400 pages. It's basically like said. a hardcover textbook. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to buy any of these things. Let me tell you, when that comes in my mailbox, I sit down for days and huh. I look. Yeah. Can I, I tell just, you, someone well, I, messaged me a video of them having sex recently. And yeah. I was like, honestly, this is the nicest pandemic gift I've gotten. Yeah. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know that like we're never going to meet up and like it's, it's, you know, is it inappropriate that you send me a self-made porn? Yeah, kind of. No, that's kind of oh. like a macaroni necklace. On the right? internet. And like, you guys just I'll take the macaroni necklaces, please. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. Well, with I'm that. free now, so <laughs> yeah, I mean to answer your question about cat calling Hamda, yeah, of course. Um you I always psych myself up. Um it's also like there's nothing more humiliating than like putting on your like fuck you face for a group being like, I am ready and will not, and then they don't do it and they you're like do, they don't even look at you. I yeah. did the whole thing. That's funny. yeah. 
Yeah, it's 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 weird to like be ready to get raped and then not get raped, and you're like, oh, is that a allegedly? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, Sarah, you were telling us that that's that's not even the weirdest thing or the grossest thing that happened to you. No, block. Yeah, that yeah, I had that, and that wasn't that was just like a minor blip. But this one was like really crazy because so I was working at this hotel on Fifty Fifth Street between Fifth and Sixth, and. Mm-hmm. I had to do it. That's a a very buttoned up area. I would say that the uh, business bros hang out there in that that area. Yeah. I'm on the same street as maybe the park. No, not the Parker Meridian. There's a lot of hotels. There was one big one that was really the peninsula. That was down the street where a lot of escorts would come from and come. Oh, that's so nice. Mm. I mean, there's so many escorts when you work at a hotel bar. It's such a fascinating world. yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah, it's some places are just riddled with them. I saw it once and it was so fascinating because this guy was just at the bar working on his whatever. He was from out of town. And then this lady with long red hair and she looked she was really pretty and well put together. She comes in and she just like beelines for this guy. And then it's just kind of like sitting next to him and just like, what are you what are you working on? And then just whispers in his ear and you could tell that he was taken aback and then I go, what did she just ask you? And then she propositioned him and I've never seen that. Did he go? No, he was like, oh, I'm sorry. I have this and my wife and kids and you well, have must- to get another room. I mean, if yeah. you have a room. <laughs> <laughs> well, they must know. They must like smell a John, quote unquote. Like they must get pretty good at picking them out. Obviously, like you have some near misses, but like. Hello, did you see the movie Hustler? They told us all the pointers. Look at the shoes. I think it's actually pretty easy. All you have to do is find a guy that's by himself. And I think your chances are pretty high. <laughs> Men Just are like such in complicated. General. Yeah. 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 In general, if a guy's by himself, you might get what you want. Especially at a hotel because you know he's on a business trip. So it's yeah. not like his wife or even his colleagues are really going to know because he's not even with his work crew. Yeah. So Imagine she, prop- <laughs> she propositions him and he's like, actually, I'm working too. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to split the difference, maybe we can get a room and we could just like practice. Yeah. Make this work. <laughs> did, were there escorts that you saw that were like regulars at that, those places or did you see new ones like all the time? Um, well, one time in the hotel that I worked at, they, uh, it was really funny. These two girls there were for a full week and they paid in cash. What you, as a hotel, you really shouldn't accept that. And basically what they were doing is they were running a business for that week in that hotel. And it, it took a guest to be like, Hey, I'm here with my kids. I've noticed a few doors down. There's all different kinds of Johns coming in and out. Wait, when you say running a business, were they selling like Avon? (laughs) Selling their pussy. (laughs) Oh, okay. Sorry. Thank you, Sarah. (laughs) So it was two of them. So they're like good partners. Wow. So that's why you really like when you run a hotel, like, and especially in Midtown, you shouldn't really accept a guest that only paying cash because that's a surefire or that's a good tell sign that they're running a prostitution business. Well, our, our, so many tips on this show. You guys, you are so ready to visit New York City. We need City. to charge for the regular podcast because honestly, <laughs> we have we have saved so many people so much trouble. We're a tourism company at this point. You we really know are. are. Yeah. yeah. Well, friend of the show, Wendy Starling, um, I, she didn't say this when she was on, um, but she, I've heard her speak about escorts in the past. And she said like, 
if you go into a nice restaurant once you've and she speaks openly like she has sugar daddies and stuff yeah and so she she says like when you go into a nice restaurant if you're like a sugar baby you start to see all of the other sugar babies you know like you since you're in it you're like oh she looks bored but like is trying to keep it together like there's all these like sugar baby moves because they're working you know also like she said the pacifiers give it away a lot yeah and their baby talk (laughs) yeah Isn't it it interesting when people like that in a sexual way? And I'm not trying to yuck anyone's yum. But if I talk (laughs) like this, and if I'm really like, this is so cute and like, yeah, I'll yuck that. I'm gonna go ahead and yuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh yeah, yeah. I'm 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 not afraid. Oh my god, can I tell you? So my dad has a a much younger wife, very young wife. How young? Younger. Um, than you is that weird not younger than me no but but um at least 20 plus years younger than him and looked like a blow-up doll version of my mom um so uh so one day when i was like still seeing him on a regular basis we all went me my brother my dad and his wife we all went to a, a restaurant a fancy restaurant in um downtown vancouver and we go into the restaurant and there is a a a a woman of a certain type, a cash only kind of <laughs> yeah. woman sitting at the bar with a businessman. And my dad goes like, oh my God, hey, he knows the businessman. And then my dad's wife is like, oh, hey, I know the girl. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. This is, the, they were like escort friends. They're like, ah, I'm a rich guy. Ah, I'm a prostitute. <laughs> and me and my brother were just like, yep. Yep. Yeah, we this met is, at the meeting. This is yeah. fine. This is fine. They we met at the convention. Obvious, they're yeah. in a mastermind group together. They know. Yeah. <laughs> but, Sarah, but Sarah didn't even tell us what the worst part is because yeah. I know oh, it's yeah, not. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to do – I have to get certified for food and beverage. So I had to go um, to this – I forgot where it is, but it's up like kind of on the Upper East to take this course. So I walked to the train, and then I'm some walk. It's kind of early-ish, maybe 9 or 10 in the morning. I see this woman walking down the street, and she is bawling. She's like, oh, my God, and talking on the phone. And I'm just like – my first thing was like, well, that's kind of weird. It's kind of too early in the morning to be crying like that in New right. York City. Never too early, Sarah. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> so – I now I know what she was crying about. She had just witnessed a very heinous thing within a f- not even half a block after I saw that lady. I stumbled across a guy sprawled out on top of a SUV and there was a huge indention in the car. This guy had just jumped out of the Peninsula Hotel and committed suicide. And it was just fresh because the police and the siren, or the police or the fire department weren't there yet. But I could oh hear the sirens happening, and it's so weird because I was. This is my thought. I was like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! I, this is so crazy!" And then at the same time, you're like, "I still have to make my food and beverage class," <laughs> and you're like, "I can't handle what I've just witnessed because I've never seen a dead body like that." fresh before. I mean, I've seen a freeway accident with the blanket on top of a body, but I've never seen a guy just like, just legitimately die. Was he bloodied? Um, No, there was a, I didn't see, because all I saw was the hand dripping off the car. Oh. 
And I saw the indention that the body had made and there was glass everywhere. But at that point, I knew that I couldn't take, it would be too shocking for me to witness something like that. So I just turned around and walked the other direction where that lady was coming from. And, I and you joined heard, her in a coat. Yeah, and you were both and then crying. You yeah, crying very hard. <laughs> You're like, You're oh, like, maybe it wasn't this. too early. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh, you she two was start a small business together because yeah, of trauma bonding. Yeah, yuck her yum. It wasn't too early. <laughs> I, I knew that, that the cops or whatever paramedics were on their way because I could hear the sirens, but it's so fascinating. Then I just go one block over and I'm like, oh my God, it's so crazy that n- I'm just one block away and it's Taurus and no one knows that I've the most heinous thing that has ever I've ever seen just happened and we're... Like, that's how New York is. It's just like, yeah, you go one block over and no one has any idea that something horrific had just happened. Right, because it's not like really a neighborhood. It's just, a, it's everyone is, you know, I hate the term, but like on the hustle and bustle, like everyone's yeah. just moving. So yeah. it's not like even I a was. little neighborhood. Right. Because you're like, oh, oh my God, I got to go make this class. Um, seeing a dead body is definitely... Um, n- like a crazy thing. But I think that the other thing that happens when you live in New York city is you get desensitized to so much. Um, there was, uh, this was about four years ago. I was at the stand. Uh, this was the old location on third Avenue and I was leaving at night and I go to my car and there was someone laying. Um, so I had parked like maybe like a, a little bit too far away from the curb. Mm. And he was laying in the like the channel between the curb and my tire. Oh. And I'm like, oh, come on. Why is this guy <laughs> sleeping on my tire? And I'm like, so I get in the car because I think, you know, if I'm going to start the car, like maybe it will startle him. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, and all I do like, it. it's like horrible math. Like you're like, all right, risk analysis, dead person. Right. So yeah. I, I start the car and he is not... Um, at all moving and I'm like I gotta get home like it's late I gotta get home Um, you know I was having like a secret affair with someone so I had to go meet them around the corner and (laughs) we'll just leave that there yeah Mm -hmm. I was like this is crazy like I gotta go pick this guy up around the corner and okay so I start the car and nothing's happening so there's these people walking by and they're like looking at the body And the guy was like, oh, the guy walking by saw the body and saw me trying to get out. And he's like, I got you. Don't worry. And he directed me to back up and pull up. No one's like, let's do CPR. No No one's like, no, we should call someone. Everyone's like, let's help this woman get a car off this boat. Yeah. And he, he was like, okay, go back a little bit front no stop stop and he got me out of the spot without smushing the dead body um and then as i was leaving i was like oh should we call the cops yeah see i've I've come across (laughs) the laid out bodies like definitely just half on the street half on the sidewalk doesn't matter what time of day i can't tell if this happened the night before or just happened because drugs have no time right and i i always think should i call someone but I also think, does this person want to wake up in a jail cell after this high and whatever happened to him? Or does he want to just like shake it off? Or is he dead? I don't know. It's weird because you could be, you could wake up in handcuffs because you had a bad night. And I don't know how to make that decision for someone. So I definitely have seen the laid bodies around. There was one on my way to work. I saw this guy and he's like 
kind of behind some construction things. So I don't know if he rode his bike into that and fell off, but his bike is behind him and he's laid out and I can't tell if he's dead. And what I want to do is shake him so that like, if he is alive, something will happen. But I'm afraid that he's playing dead. And as soon as I get near him, he's going to fucking take me behind something. Yeah, so again, you. risk analysis. I mm -hmm. was like, this person has to die today because I don't know how to save anything right now. Like I, I stopped my bike and I was like, Hey, are you <laughs> just throwing like yeah. pine cones at you? Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. uh, <I laughs> you okay? <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, you can't hear me? Okay, then not today, buddy. You and me are not to meet. I found a guy. Okay, so Bedford Avenue is um, a station on the L, L train and it's uh, sort of the hub of Williamsburg. Um, very, very yeah, busy area yeah. in New York City. Hipstery, very touristy now. Um, there's a Whole Foods. Yeah, there's a Whole Foods. There's an Equinox. It's over. But this was like maybe five years ago when I lived there. There was a guy on the Bedford Avenue stop just like asleep, like lying on the ground as if he was sleeping in his own bed um, on on the train platform. And no teenagers, again, teenagers are like laughing and throwing things. But he's not reacting to anything. So I am like getting close to him and putting my ear to his to his, near his mouth to see if he's like breathing. Oh, you're crazy. That's yeah, how that you is. got Corona. Well, <laughs> I've recovered now. So antibodies, bitch. Um, who's the dumb dumb now? I mean, oh, it's, still you. it's still you, Andrea. It's still you. <laughs> well, I'm still alive. Okay. So this guy, so this guy, he's breathing, but he's not, I, I'm like yelling in his face, like screaming, like, hello, wake up not reacting. People are kind of like coming around me. Um, and I'm like, check. I checked to see if anyone has stolen his wallet because it's like, you're so out of it. You're alive, but you're so out of it. People are going to rob you. Um, and then eventually I go and find cops. The cops come down. They get him on like a stretcher. I, they're shaking him. I have never seen someone like violently I don't shake. I think you're supposed to do no. that. Cops. No. no, no, none of this is supposed to be. What? That's what happens when you make $26,000 a year. Sure, right. Exactly. So, like, should we shoot him? <laughs> shoot him in the leg. Yeah, let's just shoot him a little. Starts. Yes, that's, I think that, yeah, let's shoot him in the leg. So, a and they get him on like a gurney and it's becoming a whole scene. Finally, he wakes up. And is like, oh, so he was super, he was insanely drunk. I don't, I don't, I've been like blackout drunk. I'm, I'm sober. I'm an alcoholic, but like, I don't know that I've ever been so drunk that like a woman screaming at me, the cops, like, yeah, but this is a man. This is a man. Yeah. <laughs> also, and also you got sober in your twenties. This guy had some time to pickle. Yeah. Yeah. He was actually fairly young. He, I mean, he was maybe in his thirties, but he wasn't like a 60 year old, like Irish bar drunk. He was like, a, a you know, Hey, 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 no, <laughs> I love them. I love them deeply. You leave like, my people. <laughs> so, okay. So I'm like, wow, what a crazy thing. Six months later, I am waiting for the train to go to New Jersey of all places. And I see this guy. And I remember, I, I remember him so distinctly because I was so close to his face and I turned to him. I'm like, hey. And he's like, hey. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. I don't know if you remember this, but like we're you married. Were, you were passed out 
dead cold. And I still have your wallet. Bedford (laughs) Avenue Station. And I was like, I called the cops and I, you know, are you okay? And he goes, oh yeah, you know, sometimes when I get drunk, I just pass out super hard. Like, Mm. it's just like, it's like a sleeping thing. Like, oh, I wasn't even that drunk. I just passed out so hard. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh yeah, totally. Um, Okay. And then he goes, and I go, where are you going? And he goes, he goes, I'm going to Jersey to a friend's house. And then he opens up his bag and he has three huge bottles of booze. Wait, so he didn't get sober? (laughs) Anybody that's like, oh yeah, I just like black. I just get really tired when I drink that I fall asleep in the middle of a run. And also sometimes my heart and brain fall asleep with... Hey, it's not nice, a problem. <laughs> hey, nice lady. I know you recognize me from screaming in my face and hoping that I might die. But right. hey, check out. He offered me some of his booze. He was like, That's I got nice. a pre-made margarita in this one. I'm like, oh, my uh, God. Andrea, he's got the good stuff and he's being a gentleman. We keep calling them bums, but look how nice they are. Offering yeah. advice, offering kindnesses, oh offering God. booze. No so lessons nice. learned. It was yeah. so weird because, you know, when you look at someone, you're like, I recognize you from something, but you're mm-hmm. not my friend. Right. Yeah. And then it you're like, are you on TV? Like, Oh, you were dead. <laughs> I remember you from being dead. Hey, okay. did we go to college to get? No, I yelled at you in the face until cops came and picked you up. Oh, oh it was okay. your limp body on yeah. the thing. <laughs> Wait, can you can you just like lay down real quick? Co- oh, that was you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Close your eyes. <laughs> Hold on. Let me scream in your face. Yeah, that yeah. was definitely you. Let me breathe your breath. Yep, yep. Oh yep. my god. Well, so, do do you know Sarah? Um, like who that guy was did you ever read about the guy who, the, the man who killed himself did you find out like any more about him did you go to his funeral what's happening <laughs> yeah did you see his dead body on the train um i'm really close with his family now um, <laughs> i gave him a kidney it was weird um no i just saw it was it was reported i didn't really think that they reported suicides but somebody had brought, i was telling a friend and then he showed me the article um a few days did you yeah, say I think that when it's public. The, did you say yeah. that into in the book that's called My Move to New York? Right. Scrapbook? Yeah, I was yeah. in there. <laughs> My oh. family's so proud of me. Oh. That one was crazy because I've never seen, I've never walked up on a dead body like that's just like that fresh before. Yeah. I think, and, I, yeah, I think that, that should just, be, sorry. Oh, no, I was just saying that. The, and then the feeling of like, well, I, I still have to make my appointment. Where if I, you know, in King or where I'm from in Texas, like I would just be like, oh my God, like I wouldn't even go to that thing and make sure that that person was okay. Uh, I don't think he was okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least alert the family. I don't know. know. I don't want to make a Are you okay? I mean, or maybe he is okay now. You know what I mean? Like it depends on your definition Should I get you a latte? Like real quick. (laughs) Could you scream into his face? Were you like, Hello. Hi. Are you okay? Did you get me a car? Do you want me to dial nine one one for you? I know it. I know the number. (laughs) Oh man! Well, it's actually smart that you walked away. That's like a very good instinct. I I feel like some people might have been so in shock they would have stayed and like looked at it for longer. That's actually like good survival instincts that you just were like, nope, walking away from. Yeah, I'm not dealing with this today. I have an appointment. Yeah, I need my food handler's license immediately. 
I can't watch. Like, there was something recently I watched on TikTok with somebody was, it's so weird, like on the parallel bars on a cliff and something had happened and they were about to jump off. And it, I couldn't even watch because I was like, I don't know. I don't want to see somebody hit the ground. Yeah. yeah. I just started yeah. sweating. Yeah. Oof, it's too, I, said that. I can see, I can see you in midair and I can see you when you're on the ground, but to watch a guy just hit the ground is so alarming to me. It's the impact. I had to tell Keith, my co-host of Keith and the girl to not show, he'd be like, come to look at this. The Olympics happened yesterday and this guy, and then he would show me the break of the bone. And I'm like, have we just met? Do I like this stuff? Like you, (laughs) you think because I've been in the hospital a couple of times, I'm like, Oh my homie, that's great. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Well, you guys know the, the famous nine 11 photo of the guy jumping out of the building. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was, that was taken by a photographer. Just, he just went down and started taking pictures everywhere. Like he wasn't, he wasn't like, Oh my God, a man jumping out of building. He was like, I am just going to take pictures of every possible thing happening right now and he captured that and it's like such a yeah i think if a building's on fire you might catch something if you keep taking pictures for sure well somebody my joe is telling me that there is footage of people actually hitting the ground from 9-11 that they're like you just can't show that stuff because it's too you don't like there's no need you can't see it yeah my the so ari shafir um does uh, a podcast called Skeptic Tank, which I'm sure we all know. Um, yeah, I think he- Sarah's been on it, actually. Yeah. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Um, and he interviewed, I don't know if it was the owner of the stand, someone who was involved with the stand. And, um, uh, it might be Chris, because Chris was a journalist at the time. Or- yes, I think it was Chris. And he was, he, he was like a first responder. He went in um, when the towers fell. It's one of the most incredible podcast I've ever heard. Shocking. Um, and one of the stories that he told during it that like will stay with me forever is that he saw a guy who was basically like, like impaled on a piece. All of, right. Anyway, so of- you can find <laughs> Ari's podcast where you find our podcast and that's right. only in New York. You can also find Sarah's, but I'm sorry, Andrea, I can't. Yeah. Andrea, I- you're, you're actually fired. Um, yeah, okay. Sarah is a hilarious co- comedian and we're so happy to have had you, Sarah. Sarah has one of my absolute favorite podcasts, Vag podcast with Adrian Appalucci. And they are absolutely hilarious. I listen to them every single week. Um, Sarah, can you tell everyone where you could find the podcast, where they could find you on social media? Sure. Uh, podcast is on iTunes or SoundCloud. Um, I think we're on Spotify as well. Yeah, and that's sure. Vag, V-A-D-G-E. Yes. And then uh, Instagram, Stolomash, S-T-O-L-L-E-M-A-C-H-E. And Twitter? Twitter is the same hand. I try to keep all my handles the same. So it's I all think the that's same. a great idea. Uh, Sarah, you guys have to follow Sarah. She's hilarious um, on both on Twitter and Instagram. Very, very good follow. You will not be disappointed. Um, yeah, can it, you tell her which story is worse? Being mm-hmm. in a headlock Slide or Slide into her DMs with the <laughs> dick pic and then which death story is <laughs> <laughs> because I, because you were able to block yourself from seeing that guy's body, but you were not able to block yourself from that.
that guy's armpit. So I think I might vote differently than you think. So I want people to chime in. We also have a Facebook page, a Facebook group. Facebook page group, where, yeah. Where yeah. people share their stories. So we're getting a lot yeah. of like only in New York type shit situations. And we post our own personal pictures there too. Guys, make sure you go into the group and let us know. We're, we'll put up a poll which story on Sarah is the worst. The group is called Only in New York Podcast and it's on Facebook. Um, just tell us uh, where you heard about the podcast and you're in. Uh, also, we have stickers for sale for $4. They're holographic stickers. It's like nothing you've ever seen in your entire life. Ever. And we're ever. we're like in a digital world and you will fucking shit your pants. It's amazing. <laughs> Guys, um, you could uh, purchase those at TracyCarnazzo.com and you could follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Trixie Tuzini, T-R-I-X-I-E. T-U-Z-Z-I-N-I. And come listen to my other podcasts, 90 Day Fiance Trash Talk and Teen Mom Trash Talk. Andrea, where could everyone find you? So he was holding the man's <laughs> hand. <laughs> he was impaled no, on the thing. Okay. You can follow me at Andrea Comedy 69 on Instagram. Send me videos of you having sex. I have nothing <laughs> left. Um, you can follow me at Andrea Comedy on Twitter um, and listen to my podcast, The Hot Mess Comedy Hour, that I co-host with uh, Emily Lubin. We talk about fucked up shit. If you love this podcast, you're going to love that podcast. Awesome. Hemda, what's going on over there? Hello, everybody. I'm the girl of Keith and the Girl. It sounds like a sexist podcast, but we really just take turns putting Keith in his place. So <laughs> listen to that. Keith and the Girl is on every platform and everybody on this show has been on and it's been an absolute fucking pleasure. We have over 3000 episodes at this point because we started in 2005. No need to catch up. Just pick it up whenever. It's just like any drug. Keith and the Girl, the podcast that you want to listen to. We're recording a lot, so listen a lot. Thank you. Awesome. Sarah, thank you so much for being here. That yeah, was absolutely thanks, terrifying yeah, and you, amazing <laughs> and hilarious all at the same time. Perfect. Andrea? Sauce. <laughs>